So welcome to February, Reiki Reiju. I was going to kind of have a few musings, I guess, around thoughts. Um, and this is really something that I've been playing with, but also I've noticed uh, when I see people, there's you can almost see that there's this clinging on to certain thoughts that then create certain emotions and patterns and beliefs. And when we're willing to not drop them, because you can't really drop a thought, but when we're willing to, to disengage or loosen the, the belief around it or the, the grasping or the, the tightness around it, then it also has a corresponding loosening around the, the impact and the suffering of it as well. Um, and sometimes it's also just useful to to notice the the kind of the scientific fact, I don't know if you can call it a fact, but the scientific understanding that actually the human mind has about 50 to 70,000 thoughts a day. So it's a constant machine. If you think about the mind, it's a little bit like we think of the brain as something that just produces thoughts. And of course, you could argue, well, is my brain producing thoughts or is there just thoughts like a big internet on around the whole planet and my my mind is just kind of paying attention to certain of them. I don't know, like nobody knows, right? But it's essentially this idea that if we've got 50 to 70,000 of these thoughts popping up, how many of them are we actually putting a lot of our attention on? There's certainly not all of them, right? Because you just couldn't hold. Maybe you could, but in general, we have these certain themes or flavors or uh, groups, if you like, of thought patterns that come up time and time and time again. And the difficult ones tend to be the ones that stick around, right? Like we don't tend to go around thinking, oh, I'm so wonderful and this is so wonderful and life is so wonderful. I'm so peaceful. These kind of thoughts, sometimes they happen and we feel an enormous amount of gratitude for that, right? When they come up, we're like, oh, oh, great. Now I can feel good and peaceful and calm and, and nice. But oftentimes what creates an annoyance or attention or suffering around thoughts is those negative ones. And we'll have these recurring patterns that come up around perhaps guilt or shame or not good enough, not worthy enough, you know, and all the kind of add-ons or proof of why that is true. And oftentimes when we work with Reiki, for example, I think one of the biggest benefits most people report around Reiki is a loosening or relaxation in the body system. And that then allows the mind because the mind and the body are very connected. Um, and this is something that can be really powerful to notice as well when you're doing your Reiki. When you relax the body, whether it's deliberate or natural, just through your Reiki practice, are you noticing that the thoughts also relax? And this very interesting thing that happens, and I don't know if you can experiment as I'm talking, but if you hold on to a thought, even if it's something as innocuous as um, you look around and you, you see a chair maybe in front of you and you go, this is a chair. The, when, you're, when you're in quite a calm, relaxed state, you'll notice that just thinking that creates a certain density or tension in the body just to hold that thought in place it can be very interesting to to experiment with this and we'll do it a little bit 
during our meditation because once you can get this body-mind connection and realize that it is a real thing, then it really helps you to understand that when you really relax the, the body, then the mind automatically follows suit or the, the very dense, heavy belief systems we hold automatically relax. And that's really my personal opinion, why things like hypnotherapy work so well or relaxation techniques work so well in mindfulness, because what we're doing is by relaxing the the tension that we require to hold a belief, it actually allows that belief to relax and loosen. Now, it doesn't mean it will go away, like just relaxing your body or your self-worth isn't going to suddenly magnificently change, but it allows a little bit more space. So when you notice that the body is starting to get tense, and this is true for people that that um, struggle with anxiety or people that are struggling with depression as well. Like when I work with people that that have quite bad anxiety, it's amazing just by relaxing the body, then you can relax the anxiety and therefore relax the thoughts that are holding that anxiety in place, which is normally around fear or worries or things like that, right? So the the reflection, I guess, is more around, okay, as I'm as I'm practicing Reiki, is there uh, a corresponding, when I relax the body system, is there a corresponding relaxation of my beliefs? And there's a real opportunity here because when you start to relax the tension or the the energy grabbing that we need to do in order to keep beliefs in place, it gives us a lot more space. And when you start to notice that space, you kind of notice, oh, I can be spacious and still, it's almost like I don't have to believe all this stuff that I believe in order to be me. And as I say that, you might go, well, yeah, that's obvious, but it's not for a lot of us. It really isn't. It's almost like we think that we need to keep our sense of identity through all of these beliefs. And that might be as simple as, oh, I'm an impatient person now, or I'm an angry person, or I'm a worry, I'm a worrier. When I first came to Reiki, I was just, I remember my Reiki one class and the the five principles, right? And my, my Reiki master was saying, well, you know, these are the five principles and just for today, I will not worry. And that's one of them, obviously. And I just, I literally burst out laughing in class because I was like, well, that's, that's not something I can do. That's, that is me. I am a worrier. So that's just my personality. And now, of course, I find that really amusing because I don't worry much anymore. And yet my, myself, I'm still myself. And yet way back then, I honestly, I would have put my hand on heart and said, that's part of my personality. That's part of who I am. Uh, I can't get rid of it. And I think that one of the real benefits of starting to challenge, and I don't mean challenge in an aggressive way. I mean a very gentle, kind, observant curiosity around when I do my Reiki and I start to relax the body and I notice that my belief systems have a bit more space around them. And I'm sure you, you've you had this experience with Reiki where you're doing your Reiki and the thoughts are still there, but they're just kind of floating. 
they're okay. You're not hanging on to any of them. It's not, it's not stressful to have the thoughts coming in and out. Uh, whereas oftentimes when we feel anxious or we feel upset, then the thoughts are very intrusive. They're very difficult and, and we don't want them there. And so there's that kind of pushing and shoving that happens around our thinking. Um, so when you have the opportunity to, to be in a very quiet space and just watching the thoughts, it's almost like that acknowledgement that these thoughts are coming and going, but they don't actually define me. So if you are someone that's thinking, oh, I'm a worrier or I'm impatient, these are really broad strokes that we label on ourselves, or I'm not confident or I have low self-esteem. These labels are simply that. And where they come from, you know, you could psychoanalyze yourself where they came from, childhood, this, that, and the other. It's not really relevant. What's What's relevant is to investigate if I relax around that belief and give it a bit more space. Can I see that I am still here, like I am still myself, as it were, with or without the thought? Like it actually makes no difference whether I think I'm a worrier or I don't, whether I think I have low self-esteem or I don't. And the only time it starts to make a difference is when we put energy into it. So we go, oh, yeah. And the reason why I'm a worrier is because of this and that and the other. And I worry about this and I worry about that. And you'll notice that you have to build a story around that belief in order to maintain it. And that's a huge amount of energy when you start to dismantle this whole thing. It's incredible how much energy we pour into creating the story of our identity. And I think maybe, I mean, certainly it was true for me. I think a lot of it was this fear that if I started to dismantle it, I wouldn't know who I was. I wouldn't be a person. I wouldn't have a personality. I would just kind of sit on the sofa like a big blamange. And I had this a lot of kind of like, well, if you, if you don't identify yourself as a certain personality type and you stick yourself into the right category or you whatever, then you won't know how to function. You won't know who you are. Um, and that's just not true. It's just not true. Like the, the essence of who you are doesn't change at all. What changes is the suffering around the story and the amount of energy that you have to keep putting into the story to prove to yourself that you are this type of person. And when all that starts to dissolve, then maybe there's worry and anxiety that comes up and maybe not, but it's not a definition of who you are. So that allows a lot more spaciousness. It allows a lot more peace. It allows a lot more um, spontaneity in the structure um, and so a lot of the reasons why we come into Reiki, it, that's why we get these benefits, right? All this stuff starts to happen and we all start and we think, oh my God, Reiki is amazing. It is, but it's more the point that what's amazing is your ability to relax and let go of a lot of these structures that we've built around ourselves to give ourselves a sense of identity, and when you start to realize I don't need that structure to be myself. And actually, when you just think about it logically for five minutes, it's like, yeah, that makes no sense, right? That I have to define myself as a certain characteristic. 
but often this stuff is completely unchallenged or or un not unchallenged but uninvestigated right we don't really kind of look at it but then as we start to look at it then you might start to proactively choose to look at the areas particularly around your suffering like what what is the belief that i'm holding on to what is this fundamental thing that i think no 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 this is me this is true this is how i am and i would i would say that the the more true you think it is the more curious you you should get around it to really look at it and go but is this really true you know like was i like this when i was a baby was i like this you know and go back and go where did this start what when did i first start identifying this anxiety because there's very few 2 year olds who are anxious or angry or whatever you know it's like there's spontaneous emotion that comes up absolutely but then it disperses again right it comes up but it disperses you know you can have a kid having a tantrum and screaming and shouting and then you show them a butterfly and it's like boom it's gone and that kind of spontaneity of emotion that comes and goes that's very natural that's i'm not saying you get rid of that that's a natural arising and falling and it's a very natural human kind of unfolding but then when we hold on to things and we describe ourselves as that then there becomes an awful lot of suffering that comes around that okay so let's play around with this so what we do in um, in the self-attunement, so I'm just going to invite you to bring your hands together in Gasho. And what we're doing with the self-attunement is we're just experimenting. Okay, so it's something I've been experimenting with for a few years now. Uh, this idea that because Reiki is universal life force, it's all around us, it's in us, it is us. The whole thing is universal life force. So we don't need to follow a certain path. Now, following a certain path via the attunement is useful because it's guaranteed, right? That's the path, you know, you switch it on, that's it. But there's also an invitation here to start experimenting for yourself because then there can be this lovely, true self-empowerment of, oh my God, I, I really can connect to universal life force because I am universal life force. It's one and the same thing. And so simply by inviting it with intention, we allow that energy to really, it's almost like we allow that resonance, which is what an attunement is. So an attunement is simply, if I'm attuning you directly, I'm coming into resonance with Reiki, universal life force, and then you automatically start to resonate because I'm resonating, you resonate. So, you know, you can see it on YouTube now if you get the you get the the tuning forks and you dong it. There's one going around TikTok at the moment with this guy who dongs it and then the little the little ball starts moving, right? So if I ding my tuning fork, then the other tuning fork will start to vibrate. So it's basically like a resonance. So that is me doing it to you, but I'm not actually doing anything. I'm just resonating and then you're resonating. So my invitation for you to experiment with is just resonate yourself simply through the intention of resonating. That's it. And so for some people, they do notice something, other people, not so much, doesn't matter. Um, I would say that the pure intention of resonating is enough for you to feel or not feel, it doesn't matter, but for something, for something to happen, it's almost like you're opening yourself to that invitation of Reiki. 
but it's just something to play with. And then I'll do a guided meditation and then pop us back out. Um, and the, again, it's just listen to my voice. Don't listen, fall asleep. Doesn't really matter. It's just for all of us to kind of get together and, and do a bit of a healing with the intention of holding space for each and every one of us here. And I'm going to invite you all to just bring your hands into Gasho. Prayer pose in front of the heart center. And we just start off by settling in, just taking a few breaths. Every exhale, just relaxing the body. And there are a couple of ways you can play around with this. For some people, they like to bring their attention up to the crown, the top of the head. And imagine a thousand petaled lotus in the crown chakra, opening very gently as you invite the Reiki attunement to come in through the crown and just wash over the entire body, out through the hands. Another way is to invite it in very simply through the breath as you inhale, all the way into the lungs, the belly, bringing in that Reiki attunement. And then a third way, which is really just merging into this whole idea, I guess, of being universal life force. is almost like to melt yourself into the environment. For those of you who do meditation, this might be quite natural. But then for others, this might just sound like a very odd thing to do. But essentially, you're just almost as if you're opening every cell in the body. You're making yourself very porous, blending, merging in with the air and the environment around you. You can just feel into this as well. Can you feel the air around you? Can you extend your awareness out into the walls, the floor, the ceiling? Can you notice that it feels all the same, all made of the same spacious substance? And with every exhale, you just allow the body to relax. Just allow it to sink, become heavy in the chair. Bringing your hands down anywhere on your body, if you haven't already. Noticing any sensations in the hands. Any sensations around where the hands are touching the body. Maybe tingling or heat or even a cold or cooling menthol sensation.
And then paying attention to any thoughts as they come up. And just seeing if you can isolate one. Doesn't matter what it is. It might be something totally benign, like, oh, I want a cup of tea. What might be just a sense of this is difficult, or this is easy, this is nice, I'm bored, whatever it is. Just take that one thought, isolate one. And as you say that thought in your mind, just see if you can feel that there is a certain tension in the body to hold this thought in place. You might feel it in a certain or particular area. It might just be around the head or a very subtle grasping or tightening which is not really localized anywhere, but you can just feel there's a, there's a forming or a density that needs to happen to keep this thought in place. And this is the action of thinking, believing. And you can play around with this. You can just let the thought go, relax sink back into just being here, merged. You can notice the thoughts coming and going like clouds. Notice a sense of relaxation, ease. And then you can just pick another sort thought, anyone. And just play around with it and see if you notice any difference when you focus in on that one thought. Even if it's, I don't understand, this makes no sense. You can play around with this, just letting it go, bringing in another thought. And not adding to these thoughts in any way, not allowing your thinking to become a runaway train. Just isolating one thought, noticing the physical reaction, the slight tension or tightening. Perhaps it's too subtle. Don't worry if it is. So keeping a very relaxed attention, 
And it may be as simple as realizing that your thoughts and yourself are separate. You're watching the thoughts. You're not them. And actually, thoughts have no power until you hone in, grab them, believe them, bring energy and emotion to them. They're just floating around. It's just like the breath coming and going. And you could even play with a bigger thought, a belief perhaps that you believe about yourself, something that causes suffering, something about your personality, your character, the type of person you are. And as you bring that belief, maybe it's I'm an anxious person, I'm an impatient person, I'm an angry person, I'm a fearful person. Whatever it is, I'm not enough. Just notice when you bring that thought up where, where it contracts in the body. Perhaps there's a corresponding emotion that immediately comes up. not trying to push it away, you're just noticing, it's just information. Not adding to it with your story, your proof, all the images, all the reasons, just isolating this one thought. Noticing sensations in the body. And then just allowing it to disperse, fade away. As if the Reiki itself is healing. And you're not trying to get rid of this belief, you're just letting it go for this moment, merging back into the universal life force where it came. Relaxing any corresponding emotion with it.
And just noticing whether that thought is there or not. That you as the observer of that thought is completely unchanged. Unaffected. And just sitting in that spaciousness, that self, always here, always watching. Always listening. Always breathing. Again, if you notice the mind is a runaway train, you're just very gently bringing it back to that awareness. Perhaps it's helpful to ground in through the breath or the senses, what you can feel, hear. Even see the eyes are closed. There's still lots of Movement and light and sparkles, even with the eyes closed, sometimes colors. And our thoughts and thinking is just another sense, like hearing, seeing, tasting, touching, thinking, it's just another one. Seeing if you can really relax a little bit deeper. Perhaps now this sense of merging is a bit stronger, losing sense of the edges of your body.
And then very gently just starting to gather back into the breath, noticing the breathing. Starting to wiggle the feet, the toes. Squeezing the hands. Giving yourself a little stretch. Raising your arms above your head, giving yourself a little wiggle all the way down the spine. And whenever you're ready, opening your eyes.